The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics, where your family is ours. By Aquatots Swim Schools in Westerville. Safety first, fun every second. And by Once Upon a Child. Play more for less. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast, with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! And hi again, everyone. Welcome to the MomCast. We're so glad you're joining us. I'm Michaela Hunt, along with Mindy Dreher. Stacy McKay, ladies, have you had a good last week? <laughs> was that mean yes or no, Stacey? Oh, I, I can't even get into that it. That was We've loaded. Had so many family things going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week. It's just been stressful. How about you guys? Busy week. Busy week, but good week. Busy week. Long days. I said I needed a few Advil to get up and get in here today. <laughs> um, not given the fact that there was wine, Mindy, just to put that out there. <laughs> I was wondering. My, I've been on my feet for the last two days for like 12 hours. So without wine? Without wine. Wow. But productive. Yeah, but I've been really productive. I was Did with. Did you think fall gets that way for moms? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, because I, someone was just saying the other day, September is a crazy time. And it's so wide open when mm-hmm. you're looking at it in July and August. And then you get there and boom, all the yeah. activities hit. Well, then October hits and then all the holidays hit. It gets crazy. Yeah, it really does. So we hope you all are having a productive and maybe somewhat relaxing September. <laughs> and again, we're so glad you're here. We have a lot of great subjects to talk about today. We're going to talk, first of all, about imagination. One of the things that we'll discuss, fall is such a great time, actually, to get outside and use your imagination. But apparently... We're not doing a very good job of it as kids or adults. No, we lose our imagination. And that's kind of sad if it you is think sad. about it. Yeah, and no, we shouldn't. Hmm, maybe technology might have something to do with it. I think that's probably a very good guess. So we're going to talk with a woman who wrote a book on this and ways to recapture our imagination. So she'll be coming up today on the MomCast. As well as a mom who is out there battling it, doing it all, fighting sarcoma. Mindy, you got a chance to talk with her. Yeah, really excited for you guys to hear this little interview with her. Yeah, it was it was nice. And then on top of that, everybody I think knows Mary Lou Henner. I mean, in different, she's been done so many different things. So we were talking, she was on Taxi. That's mm-hmm. how I think of her. Yeah. yeah. And I remember her reappearing on Evening Shade. Yes, and I'd forgotten she was on Evening Shade, but she was great on that show as well. And then you, <laughs> when I was homesick, <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah, I probably was, I would say I was a teenager, preteen. I would see her on Hollywood Squares all the time. So some of you may be like me and remember being home and watching that. Well, she's also known for just being completely healthy and she's everything is is health oriented with her and the food you eat. She's 64. Right now she is on Dancing with the Stars. Wow. And she is absolutely amazing. But she's also a mom. She is. And so we had a chance to talk with her. You're so busy. You've got, uh, you know, the nickname that uh, perpetual motion. I want to talk about being a mom, too, and fitting all that in with everything that that went on and is going on in your life. Um, what were some of the, the struggles you had with that? I mean, was it a difficult process for you? You know what? I grew up in a big family with six kids. My family had a little in our garage. We had like a little baby dancing school, you know, tap and ballet. Uh, in the in the kitchen, my mother was also the neighborhood beautician. The whole kitchen was set up like a beauty salon. <laughs> and then my uncle taught up, uh, art classes upstairs because he was the art teacher at the Catholic Grammar School next door. And he was the neighborhood astrologist and ran a cat hospital. So I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family <laughs> that packed a lot of activity in a small space. And, my, you know, the kids were always part of it. 
And I did that with my kids, too. I, I raised them like they were part of a community, and the kids came with me, or they, you know, did projects with me, or I got them involved in things and did things with them. So I think, you know, because I've been, because I, I was like the, the mom at school who did all the hair and makeup for the school productions. I did 21 productions. I had my own parking space. You know, it's like, it's kind of like you go back and forth. I certainly turned down jobs that took, would have taken me to Broadway for a while or on the road. I did do some of the jobs when they were little and could take them with me. But I really made a commitment that when they were in school, I would do only local jobs because I wanted to be a hands-on mom. And now my boys are in college. One of them actually just graduated, and he's working in Santa Fe on a Netflix series, a six-hour Western. My other son is in Prague at semester, uh, doing a semester abroad. Um, I'm actually sad that they're not both nearby because I'd love them to come to Dancing with the Stars. And I can tell you a funny story. My son, who's in Prague, is a real sports guy. So he was happy I'm doing the show. But then all of a sudden, you know, he called me a week ago and he was like, Mom, oh, my gosh, Kelvin Johnson's on the show with you. No, Mom, I might have to fly home from Prague to meet him. No, Mom. You know, he's like, <laughs> so, excited. so not for you, you know, but for him, doing, yes. <laughs> Calvin Johnson has helped my street cred with my son. <laughs> Being a mom is tough, you know, and a guilty mom is the worst mom because then you overcompensate. All right, a lot of us worry, I think, with the dawn of technology and our children and how I know for my daughter is 10 years old, she knows more about technology than I do. And when she was about two or three, she was grabbing for the phone. And it seems like they never go back. Um, But some would say that all of this is ruining our children as far as their imagination goes. And if there's no imagination... What does the future hold? It's a scary thought. Yes, it is. And so we're talking with J.R. Robinson, author of Theodore Roberts and the Key to the Imaginary Door, which tells the story of how we lose our imaginations as we grow up and the impact that lack of wonder has on our lives. Thank you for talking with us. Hi, how are you ladies? It's good to talk to you today. Great. And this is such an, such an interesting concept. Why initially did you want to write this? I actually wanted to write this. I was very lucky as a child. I had a mother who always taught me that imagination was the most important thing that you could have and that you should keep that imagination for a lifetime no matter how old you get. And when I got pregnant with my first child, I decided that I wanted to write a novel in regards to the problems I was seeing in society today. There is a huge rush for children right now to shed childlike things, mm-hmm. do not believe in magical things, probably after the age of eight or nine. And I found that to be a very horrible thing. And I see it every day in many, many children. We've talked about it here on MomCast, JR. There was a camp director that we had on at one point who was saying she had taken some kindergarten age students to the park and there was a creek in the park and they got off the bus and they just kind of looked at each other. And didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, they didn't know how to play. They didn't know where to take their imaginations. And she said it was so upsetting because that, that wouldn't have been normal for us. No, no, that wouldn't have been normal for us in our day and age at all. It, and it's only been the past couple of years with the rise of technology. There was an article that was put out by uh, Psychology Today 
that too much screen time and not enough reading and playing games and imaginative play would result in a child's brain to be wired in ways that would make it less prepared to thrive as they get older, meaning that without this imagination, we could be in big trouble. You're contending that as adults, they wouldn't have the skills to maybe keep a job, I mean, or, or have life skills with their own families? They actually state that children who use their imagination on a constant basis and the earlier you can get them to use it, the better, but it actually helps them with their social skills to be able to have empathy for other people and see what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes, which is huge. It also teaches them how to think outside the box a lot more often than not. And what we're seeing right now is kids no longer have that drive to think outside the box. It's more of conforming to what is in society, and they're just glued to these little TV screens and these these video games all the time that it's just they're losing their own imaginations There's by a, using technology so much. Oh, so much. So we as parents, what are we supposed to do? Do we limit the time they use it? Is that enough? I would say limiting the time that they actually use it, but getting them involving ourselves in their lives as well, showing them how to use that imagination, get them off the couch, get them outside. And unfortunately, right now, that's easier said than done. Right. So I take it, given kind of what you've talked to us about, that you've shared some of the data and some of the research from Psychology Today, does this book really take on exactly what we can do as parents? Because we've been bogged down by technology in some ways, Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. That is a very true statement. This book was actually written for children and adults across the board who seriously are at that cross path because most most 10, 11-year-olds are on that road right now on are they going to be able to keep their imaginations or are they going to give their imaginations away? So it's a fiction book about a young boy who actually has to make this type of a decision. And it basically goes into the fact that people who have lost their imaginations can still actually see the land of imagination through a child's eyes because it's so easy in young children to see magic when they see it. Well, I I have to say my daughter is 10 and she is an only child. I don't know if that makes any difference. She also goes to a school where I have to be honest, they do nurture imagination and thinking out of the box. She goes to a private school. Um, That was one of the reasons we chose it. But at 10 years old, she still... Every once in a while, I will hear her talking, you know, to, to her imaginary friends upstairs. And, you know, some of my friends will kind of make a comment, you know, is she too old to be doing that sort of thing? No. Oh, goodness, no. No, not, not even when she's 50 or 100. She still wouldn't be too old. She's going to wow. be the fun gal to hang out with, Stacy. Well, I have to be honest. I talk to myself all the time, and I have conversations. Well, the apple never falls too far, Stacy. Not, um, but but I think society. I guess what I'm saying is, people will hear a ten year old, you know, maybe talking to imaginary friends, and they raise an eyebrow and maybe make fun, even. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yes, I definitely agreed. Unfortunately, if you have an imagination over a certain period of life, you are actually set up for ridicule by your peers, sometimes families and society as a whole, because right now kids are expected to grow up really, really fast. So imagination Mm. shamed, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of it being, there was a fabulous article that was done recently, and I'm so sorry, I don't have the name of it with me, but it was, it went into state about how children's literature has changed over the past few years, about how Peter Pan, which is my favorite book, 
was this fabulous book of wonder and imagination, and it brought out so much magic in kids. To nowadays, where there is a lot of literature out there because kids are growing up so fast, that it's about different kinds of problems, like um, being depressed, Mm -hmm. being bullied, all of these horrible things that are going on right now. And these are children's books. So imagination is getting put on the back burner and is slowly dwindling away. Kids aren't reading these imaginative books anymore. But there was a saving grace when things like Harry Potter and Percy Jackson mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. Come. Now, JR, let me ask you this, though. So I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and my four-year-old will put on a scarf and a hat and come downstairs and tell me it's snowing right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so darn cute. My six-year-old, a little less. I mean, he was doing some things this morning that I thought, oh, you're making goofy talk. That's really cool. Um, I don't normally see that from you, Logan. But he's a big fan of Minecraft. So obviously, we're talking about a game that is on different um, gaming systems mm-hmm. and iPads and things like that. And Minecraft I consider creative, A, because I can't figure it out, right? right? And B, because they're creating these worlds. But is even a game like that hurting them, do you think? Or do you think it is something that is expanding their mind? I think that that can seriously expand their mind. But I think on the back end, when it comes to video games, that it is a beautiful piece of imagination. But it was a part of an imagination that came from the actual writer of the game itself. Mm-hmm. So instead of kids creating it on their own, they're actually inside somebody else's imagination. But they choose what they build with. They choose what they're going to dig out. If they're building things with stone, if they're going to put a bed in the corner, a table here and there, and they, they have choices. He, cr- he built an ice skating rink. Right. So there's oh. some creativity there. Absolutely. Right. And so I think I struggle with, because that is his favorite thing to do, how much I should let him do that. And I mean, he's limited on the hours that he's on devices anyway, but should I let him, how much of that should I let him do? And is that better than giving him, you know, the latest Lego game for Xbox, you know, the Lego characters? I I would definitely say that that was better because it is imaginative and he is creating it on his own. And as you said, because you are limiting his technology, it's not like it's the only thing that he does. There are many kids right now who that's, it's their entire day from the moment they get home from school to the time they go to bed. They don't go outside, yeah. And on the backlash of it, because of the constant social media in your face all the time, all the time, they're so connected to it, they're afraid that they're missing something if they're not on it every single second. Absolutely. I have a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, and I tell them all the time, I feel sorry for you guys that you have to grow up in this world. I really do, but like I said, too, it isn't going away. So we either have to accept it and deal with it, or... I'm not sure yeah. what to do. Well, and that and this is the thing, though, too, like we were saying, it plays into the parental role, too. And, and Jr., how do you think maybe we can restore our imaginations as adults so we can help them? My thought process always was, too, and I know that us as adults, we have many responsibilities. There's a ton of stuff uh, all day long. It's nonstop, and we're very tired at the end of our days. But just reading to your children imaginative books, getting to talk with them, give them some scenarios to create a story for you, or if, if even remotely possible, you know, still get into the olden days of building cushion forts in your living room or crawling around with them on the floor or just talking about things that have to do 
with imagination. Give them scenarios that they can build off of in order to do it. And it's really hard for parents, I think, right now because life is so busy. There's just not enough time in a day. And we were hoping that they were going to be getting this in schools, but unfortunately right now our teachers are so bombarded by other things that it seems to be almost impossible. Now, are you offended if someone reads your book on Kindle? Is that okay? Oh, God, yeah. No, no, no. I am a huge supporter of anything across the board. <laughs> yeah, and it is. It's a good read for all ages, honestly. It is. Thank you for spending some time with us. This is an interesting topic, and I think it's one that's going to be around, unfortunately, for a while now because as Mindy as we've been saying it's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. so we have to keep fighting to keep our kids imaginations growing and ours too you don't want to lose it exactly no you don't want to lose it and it's a constant battle every single day but I think we've got this as time goes on and more people start talking about it I think we'll get there this is conversation one so Mm -hmm. JR thank you so much thank you ladies you have a wonderful day thank you you too. too Stacy and Michaela and I have been just dying to get out and about and just maybe celebrate so far that the MomCast is really doing well and to meet some other moms because we hear from moms all the time and this is our opportunity to see them in person and maybe even talk to them a little bit about what they think of the MomCast, what are some of the issues maybe that they want us to talk about. And so we are going to be at Giamarco's in Westerville on the 29th of this month of I, September. I thought you were just talking about getting out and about in general, and I would have agreed with that. I, know, I, I right? was going to say, we all need to just get out. I mean, that's how most yeah. moms feel. Don't get, you know, I don't I don't care what we'll do. No. Let's just get me out of the house. <laughs> Let's talk with other women, people my own age. Thank yeah. you. And have a good night out. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. Yes. And going through the same things with our kids, our mm-hmm. husbands, whatever. So we are inviting all of you out to Giamarco's in Westerville, on the 29th, we'll be there from 6 to 8. Heck, I'll probably be there longer than that. I'll probably be there from 6 o'clock in the evening till 8 o'clock in the morning. You'll shut I don't it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really hoping for good weather because my favorite part of Giamarco's, other yeah. than the food, is their patio. It is fantastic. And I'm the only one of the three of us that hasn't gone. You're going to oh, love it. Ever. You will love it. Great. Yeah, I'm love excited. It. So go out there. There's free appetizers for everybody. So because they're going to have all this food out there, they want to know a number of how many people are going. So if you can call them, Giamarco's at 614-895-8890, just let them know you're going so they don't want to run out of appetizers. No, keep the party going. (laughs) And we will put that up on our Facebook page in case you didn't catch it uh, so that you can definitely RSVP because we would love to meet you and say hi. September 29th. Be there, ladies. Well, it's almost that time. Send the kids to their annual appointments for their doctors. Do your kids mind it? No, my my daughter always loved going. I think the doctor more minded me coming in because I came in with like a (laughs) list of questions, especially when they were babies. And I, you know what? I have not been as good about it now that they're four and six. I feel like I need to pick it back up again and really have a list of questions before I go in to ask about where they are developmentally and physically and all that good stuff. One of my favorite things when I would take the kids to the doctor, which you do every year, is their growth chart. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to see you know, what percentile they were in, either weight or height. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just always interesting to me. And it was always a competition between Kylan and Cameron. <laughs> you know, well, where am I in the growth mm-hmm. percentile? Right, and, right. And it's just something to always look forward to. But if you are having to go to the doctor, take your kids to the doctor, remember, set those appointments up, give yourself plenty of time, 
because they're busy and they're getting busier this time of the year with so much sickness going around as well. Our sponsors are Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents. We have loved working with them. And that's a good idea, Mindy. Call ahead. Give yourself several weeks to be able to make that appointment so you get in there at the time that you need to get them in. So if you're looking for a new great family doctor, Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents, give them a call at 614-899-0000. So as we're recording this morning, Christian came in, an unexpected surprise for you ladies, and he's sitting over on the couch right now. But Mm -hmm. he thought, he said, when I said we're going to MomCast, he said, Oh, we're going to swim lessons? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> was he getting a suit on and everything? He tried to pull. He's like, why are you putting shorts on me? I need my swim trunks. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of had that attitude. Oh, he was ready to go. He was. He really enjoyed his lesson at Aquatots of Westerville just a few weeks ago. It was so easy to get him in the water. We saw that firsthand. Um, he did wonderful things. He went underwater for the first time without crying which is a huge deal. And obviously, if he's sitting here begging to go back this morning, then I think we know that it was successful. So if you have a kid who, you know, maybe hasn't learned to swim yet, now's a great time to get signed up to get registered for swim lessons. Fall is a time where they have plenty of spaces and you can get really that one-on-one attention. And they're all over the country, too. That's the beauty of it. We have one in Westerville here in Central Ohio, but you can find them around the place. Uh, Just look them up online, www.aqua-tots.com. Again, that's aqua-tots.com. They'll have a location near you. And if you're near Westerville, you've got to check them out because you will love them like Christian did. And your kids will, too. Now, I realize we are at the end of September, but I don't know. Have you ladies noticed all the Halloween stuff is already out? Oh, yeah. I got Pumpkins. It's been and, out. Yes. Yeah. 20% off card for costumes. But it always just takes me a little bit longer to go get to look for costumes than I think it's going to. Well, here's a little tip that I think is going to come in handy for a lot of parents because some of these costumes can be completely out of control. I mean, they're expensive. And I know for my daughter, we have a couple of different things and she could not possibly wear the same costume to each event. (laughs) She can repeat once, but there's one. One is kind of, um, it's a little messy. So if you have a nice costume, that's kind of out the door. Yeah. So once upon a child, you know, you think about getting clothes there. Um, They have supplies for kids as well, but it's a great resource for Halloween costumes. I do this every year. My daughter, we we put together an, a, like a what I call a real costume. Like she'll pick one out that's, you know, a character or something. And then I say, and then I get to do one. And every year, the one I put together is more popular with her. Because remember that when you were a kid, you'd go in your mom's closet. Yes. And you'd start pulling things out. Mm-hmm. And you'd put it together and use your imagination. And those come out so much better anyway. So Once Upon a Child is the perfect place to go do that because they have everything that you need they have all the styles that you need and you can be really creative and put together a really nice halloween costume without spending all the money live has now inspired me i can go get a couple of costumes for each of them you could you could yeah you can't just deal with with one Smart shoppers we are. Please, some someone may see them in that costume. Stacy, I worry about you years down the road with prom (laughs) with Lib. To tell you the truth, you're going to be buying multiple dresses. Oh yeah, in the middle of the evening, what she'll have to change? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Wardrobe change. Yes. (laughs) Once upon a child has locations, honestly, all over Central Ohio. Go to onceuponachild.com. 
Quite honestly, I always look forward to our weekly get-togethers where us three really just talk about whatever mm-hmm. that comes up on our minds when it comes to moms and parenting. Stacy, we haven't asked you that for a while. How's your mom doing with the cancer and everything? She is doing well. Her surgery is scheduled for Monday, October 3rd. So we're very excited. Her prognosis right now looks really good. It looks like when the surgeon checked her, um, she was had a big, big smile on her face Aww. and said that my mom responded extremely well to the chemotherapy and radiation and the experimental drug. That's awesome. So we're really oh, happy. She's going to be there for a week at the James at least. Um, and it's about a four to five hour surgery. But we're very hopeful and The prognosis looks good. So thank you for asking. Well, you know, there's a lot of listeners out there, too, that really are interested in you and are very supportive. So I think they like and appreciate your updates. They want to know how your mom's doing because they want to know how you're doing, too. And you guys know that my mom is also a cancer survivor. You know, within the year she was diagnosed with sarcoma. Um, I was very honored because the James had asked me if I would emcee their Steps for Sarcoma event, which was over the weekend. And it was awesome because you saw so many survivors there and everybody has their own personal stories to tell. I was also surprised there were a lot of dogs there because sarcoma is so rare. Only about one or less, one percent or less adult cancers are sarcoma. Oh. It's more prominent in kids and dogs. In dogs, really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that wow. either. So you learn more and more about it, and that's why you got to get the word out there, and that's why events like Steps for Sarcoma are so important because it not only helps the research, but it helps get people just the knowledge that's got to grow in this. Mm-hmm. So while I'm out there talking to people, I met a mom, and I just fell in love with her right away because she had that great personality, and you know how we've always talked about attitude. Mm-hmm. Attitude is everything, everything. Right, no matter right, what yeah. you're going through. Attitude is everything. Well, she happened to have an outstanding attitude. Her name is Belisa Sherman. She was diagnosed seven years ago in 2009. When you were first diagnosed with sarcoma, did you even know what it was? No, I had no clue. Um, they told me at that time that only 1% of the people in the world had this type of cancer and that they didn't know a whole lot about it. So, um, they basically give you five years when you find out and it's like you just got to keep fighting I mean they just you know I've been given five years I've been given six months I've been given you know and you just got to continue to fight the battle and you're a mom yes I'm a mother twin boys they're 21 they're 21 so how old were they then when you were they, were, they were 15 when they, I, they, I was diagnosed. And, was um, that hard on you to know that, you know, you've got these twin oh boys? Yeah. Yes, it was very hard. Um, but it gave me hope, too, that I needed to keep fighting for them. So I could see them graduate high school, and now I'm seeing them graduate college, and so it's been a blessing. You are a true survivor. It has been my honor just to meet you today. What does it do for you, Belisa, when you look out today and you see all these people coming and supporting sarcoma, a cancer that's so rare? It, it gives hope because, you know, all this is going towards research. And, you know, that's a great thing because the more research, the more cures they can find for cancer. Well, thanks for spending a little bit of time with the MomCast. Mm-hmm. Your number one job is to be that mom. And yes. like you said, that's given you reason to fight and reason to live. Yes, it does. You know, we're going to have a conversation next week that I think is pretty important, especially we surround ourselves with mom friends, play dates, going out for a glass of wine, a girl's night out. And sometimes, you know, we might think that something's going 
on in one of our friends' lives. It's really difficult. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And with that, we're going to be talking to Choices here in Franklin County, here in Central Ohio, about having difficult conversations when you think something might be going on in your friend's life with their significant other. So I think we're going to have some really insightful information and advice on how to have those conversations so you can keep your friend close and handle it in a way that is really important for their family and for their relationship with their significant other. And if you really feel like something's going on, I say follow your heart and your gut. You get those feelings. Find out the best way to act right, on it. But how do you have the conversation? Right, because right, many, thing. even if you're a good friend of someone, sometimes they cannot or don't want to Admit that something's going on. So it can be tough. So we are going to get into the middle of that, give you the tools and the things to say if you encounter that situation. We don't want you to, but we know it happens. We're going to share some of the statistics about families and domestic violence as well. And so you'll see why it's so applicable to all of our lives. Sounds interesting. We're always talking about something interesting or funny or fun. And of course, moms, we want to hear from you, too. We want your ideas, things that you think we'd like to talk about because we'll talk about it. Believe us, we will. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody, and we will see you next time and hear you next time on The MomCast.